1: Well it's a wee bit like Halley's Comet actually, Uh, women playing test cricket and uh, it's wrong, they should be playing a lot more test cricket in my opinion anyway Um, and I think the evidence of that was just being played out at Trent Bridge and Nottingham in an absorbing contest which uh, in the end Australia beat England by 89 runs but it was full of quality. Full of quality, a double century, an eight for another century, a 99, uh, so many quality uh, elements within uh, a five-day game, and it's a great demonstration to me that uh, I think the powers that be should be encouraging, not uh, stopping Test cricket. But uh, my next guest may have a differing opinion on that, or she might not. She might agree with me for once. Uh, we're talking to, about Emily Drum here, and Emily, of course, uh, only was able to play five Tests for New Zealand. Uh, But Emily did pretty damn well, 433 runs at an average of 144.33 just by the by. Racked up uh, uh, over 100 uh, one-day internationals as well. She's been a captain, a selector, um, and all sorts of things to New Zealand women's cricket. And it's great that uh, she can join us on the line this morning as part of her busy day at the office. Uh, Good morning to you, Emily. Good
0: morning, Smithy.
1: Hey, uh, pretty cool test, that, wasn't it, really? Uh, I, I think Australia were, were always slight favourites going into it, and they they duly won by 89 runs, but uh, it had a lot of quality about it.
0: Certainly did. The biggest thing for me was the soft win, and Australia got to that first and put a, a pretty sizable total. I thought England's response was, was top draw, double ton by Tammy Beaumont was pretty special, and I thought going into day three, I, I thought, well, England might just crumble a little bit, but they actually put up a pretty, pretty good show and, and didn't finish too far behind, which made the game really interesting. It wasn't too lopsided. There could have been two results at the end of day three, or all four results, to be fair. But I just enjoyed the, the speed of, of how both sides went about their batting. Good pitch, quick outfield, shorter boundaries. It just meant that it was a really good, attractive game of cricket for everyone to enjoy. And if I'm honest, women's well, test cricket's been pretty boring and boring because the bat's always dominated and, and it just ended up in four day games being long draws. So what a great advertisement for cricket and it certainly kept me interested every single day and and, and could have got up if they had a little bit of luck but uh, the show they're just too strong in the end.
1: They've got some real quality players, both of these sides. Um, you know, and I'm talking here about you know, the likes of uh, Elise Perry, who probably pound for pound, along with Nat Siverbrunt, would be the, uh, I would think, the two best uh, all-round cricketers in the world, wouldn't they, in terms of women's cricket?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. Australia just have got too much depth. Ash Gardner, Aikva, just a, a stunning performance all around, and they've got so much depth and no Glanning doesn't really change anything for Australia. Alana King, the leg spinner, she was talked about as being potentially a match winner, didn't really feature too much, didn't need to feature too much, and that's the problem that every side has going up against Australia. Um, you've got Sophie Edson, she had a, temp- uh, a temper- just, uh, performances, and you know, on, the, on the big stage, which is even better, and, and it's enjoyable watching the challenge
1: between bat and ball. I, I was interested too to see um, the level of support for it because obviously it was televised all around the world um, and the crowd seemed to be healthy enough, which suggests to me there is an appetite for women's test cricket, Emily.
0: Yeah, there certainly is. Don't forget the Ashes are the pinnacle for um, the even and, and the English. 17,500 free sold tickets for this Ashes game. Significant numbers tuning in, watching, very accessible uh, on telly. Um, you know, you don't have to be up all night, especially on this side of the world, but the Ashes is, is, is yeah, the top series in cricket, whether it's white ball or red ball. But this is just a, a fantastic advertisement and encouragement for the body, to push for five-day test matches. There's no reason why we can't do it now. They need to keep a little bit of that red ball cricket going in the women's game to to entice players to bat for longer. I mean, I feel a double chunk was just huge. I mean, that, that's just unheard of these days. And, and we're struggling here in, in Auckland wanting to get girls to bat for more than 35 overs. So it takes a huge test of mental... Toughness to be able to do that. that for a long time, come out and field again. Yeah, it's, it's exhausting, but it's the best of the best, the greatest. Test. So why,
1: why Emily, has it gone missing uh, predominantly with Test cricket? Is it a cost thing, yeah. or is it, as they say, is it a standard of cricket thing? Because we've gone past that. The standard of women's cricket in the world has never been better. Surely.
0: Yeah, well, we've seen a massive change since professional, professionalism's come into play. Probably in the mid probably mid-2015 onwards, where things started to really change for the game in terms of full-time contracts. And then it's the, the quality and professionalism has just changed the ability for these players to hit the ball better, bowl quicker. The speed of the game's certainly gone up. So being cemented with white balls because that's attractive. They're trying to attract sponsors, trying to attract a, a, a shorter form of public watching cricket fans. And you've got to have thumbs on seats to keep it going. So, in the four-day test match cricket, in the five games that I played, sure, I enjoyed myself, scoring a few runs, but we didn't even get close to being... There one game where we got close to a result because the bat dominated the ball. We didn't have quick enough bowlers. We didn't have good enough spinners enough to, to rip through bowling attacks. And, and now you've got a better-skilled cricketer. I think it's just going to... Potentially make the ICC, hopefully, and cricketing bodies stand up and notice how, how good this one was. It was four and a half days of really good cricket.
1: And I like the concept too of uh, the Ashes being a mix of all cricket. I, I, I really do. And I, I think I'm not sure it'll ever come to men's cricket um, or not for a long time, but I love this mix. And I, I, I now see um, how you can structure any series outside the Ashes with women's cricket particularly New Zealand against Australia, Australia against India, England involved, those four countries in particular get involved, all capable now, I think, of playing all forms of the game at an attractive uh, standard. Uh, I I see that as a way of the future in terms of hosting tours as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The template has been proven multiple times now, but this is the first time we've had a five-day test for a And now you've you've really got to say, well, one day, it is actually worth adding that on. Almost a result every single time, unless there's a bad uh, amount of rain, which obviously nobody wants to deal with rain, but it just means that the chances of a result are high. And also, it's just a true testament to the team, where you've got the best side should always come out on top in a test match. Not always the case in B20 and and, um, white ball cricket,
1: Right, now let's uh, look at our side because um, it's important. A lot of them have been playing a little bit of IPL. Uh, Some are in other leagues around the world, some have been playing in England, etc. but they are together again in Sri Lanka. Uh, Tell us about uh, the importance of this particular tour in terms of starting to rebuild a side which can be credible and well-performed in international tournaments. Yeah, so
0: you've got, I guess, a a restarting of of the White Pins journey to the next... Uh, ICC tournament, there's there's always one around the corner, Smithy. So, you know, you never get time to really reset everything and go again. You've got to be a little bit uh, flexible. You've got to be able to get these fringe players improving and contributing because we've fallen so many times relying on our senior players to turn up for us and do a job, and, and when they haven't, We've expected a lot from our young players, but it's just another tour to, to get under the belt, especially in the subcontinent too. It's a rare tour for us, so it's an opportunity to play on different tracks at really good grounds, and I, I guess a chance for the coaching staff, and are new, new coaching staff in there, Dean is relatively new, um, to, to get to know these players and help develop them so that we are competing, that we're pushing for these semi-finals. So I'm expecting us to, to be really strong um, and any team away from home. So uh, it's a good big test in this stage for us to see where we are at and where we need to, to improve and, and plug the gap.
1: Is it a series we should dominate?
0: I would say yes. We should do that, but we're playing, we're going to be playing on concerning wickets, um, unfamiliar surroundings, the food, the environment, just not quite sure if we're really, really seasoned travellers in that respect. So on paper, yes, but reality, this could be a really challenging time for us.
1: Okay, so Emily. Look, we, we know. Undoubted ability. Uh, Susie Bates. Um, you know, Sophie Divine. Undoubted ability. Emily Drum. Undoubted ability. Who are the players now? Uh, you know, three players can't win games all the time. Who are these players that these kind of tours uh, should be revealing to us as not just the future, but the you know the you know I'm saying the immediate. Uh, the in, in the immediate times actually I, I mean who are the people that should now With the experience that you as a selector And other selectors have been giving them Should be starting to be noticed more regularly Put it that way
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, Maddie Green has started to Certainly show her experience I know she's been around for a long time I'm expecting big things from her um, you know, seasoned BBL player there, There's some younger players coming through I want to see more from Brooke Halliday Left-hander could be you know, quite useful In that middle order Georgia Plummer's been on the scene for a couple of seasons now. Hopefully still get an opportunity. Um, you know, their are merely and Sophie, but, but they will be certainly relied on for a certain point. But the fringe players, it's good to see Lee Patrick, Colbert, pulled back in. We've got four spinners. Uh, we've got Fran Jonas, who is starting to mature and, and certainly contribute as good as any left-armer in, in the world in terms of her age. So, looking for those sorts of fringe players to contribute more, and, and um, I guess take the heat off and the expectation off those bigger players, because you need all eleven. maybe that's the problem. You can't win games with three or four players performing. You might do that no. off and on in the T20s and, and the odd uh, ODI, but you know that, that, to be consistent, you've got to have these players standing up more times than not.
1: Yeah, well, we've got a coach that's been, uh, and Ben Sawyer, obviously, who's been very much part of the Australian setup. I'm not saying we have to be as good as Australia in the short term, but we certainly have to uh, look at their blueprint and say, um, you know, building depth um, and, and building numbers as well within that depth, uh, I think, is hugely important. Emily, I know you would probably, too, have just cast a little bit of your eye uh, over the ashes as such. From now on, of course, we can watch it free to air, too, uh, in this country. What did you make of the first test? And also, do you think um, basketball, as they call it, he hates calling it that, but the world is, uh, can work against Australia? Can they can they turn this around?
0: Oh, of course they can. Um, I just try and put myself in the mindset, if I was playing in, uh, Brendan's team and thinking, what, how would I want to play like he wants to play? And I just gotta sort of think, well, just that that fear of getting out is just almost removed and that the shackles are gone. I just wonder about the tactics, though. wasn't quite sure about the declaration on day one. I just don't think they needed to push it so hard. Just five days. And if they'd bat into that second day and got another 60 runs or so, that would have really put the heat on Australia. I know they want to be aggressive. I know they want to reinvent a little bit around tactics and, and um, put the pressure back on Australia. But I just sometimes, I think, um, the mix of tempo, of how they go about, the speed of, of scoring runs, is, and reversing off the first ball of the day by Joe Rick I mean, that, that was pretty special. Um, you know, to, to get that happening, it, it, it goes against all the coaching manuals, Muffy. So it's, it's hard to um, say don't do it because it's successful. He's got he's got a, a template that he wants to deploy, which is great. Um, but sometimes I think you've got to just think, okay, it's root for us, we've got to keep going, but we just need to temper it ever so slightly depending on the situation. But you know, those guys are all skilled cricketers and they're backing themselves to play that way and, and that careless feel of um, of a cricketer, you kind of need to just park that and just enjoy and play good cricket. It helps when you're on good track to be able to play that they're playing. So... We're going to see it continue. It's not going to change, but I just would like to see them just temper it ever so slightly so that they're making the right decisions at the right time.
1: Yeah, another 20 or 30, I think, uh, from... Joe Root in that second innings, instead of um, firing uh, firing us uh, wicket away with that uh, slog, I think the only way he could uh, turn uh, it off um, Moan Ali, I think that was crucial, and I think at the end of the day, Joe Root would have sat in that dressing room and thought, it was on me, I'm the player in form, I just needed to bat another half hour, and God knows we might be uh, tasting a drink in a different fashion here. But uh, that is, just, as you say, Emily, is the way that they play and uh, the world is uh, starting to appreciate it. I'm not sure we're all, we're all good enough. or will have right. that kind of intellect to adapt to it. But uh, it's, it's cool when it comes off. Uh, hey, Emily, great to catch up with you. Thanks for those views on a number of cricketing subjects. And I, I hope um, that uh, New Zealand and, and other cricketing bodies around the world take a look at that uh, women's ash test match and, uh, and use it as food for thought going forward. Cheers. Uh, have a terrific day.
0: Thank you, the Awesome.